0: This episode of The Music Stuff Show is brought to you by Dupe Loops, your weekly curated drum loop library. If you're writing music, building tracks, or programming beats, DupeLoops.com is the place to start. They deliver 10 new drum loops directly to your inbox every Monday, so you can spend less time searching for the right sounds and more time making music. Each loop is always available in stereo and multi-track formats, always fresh, and they are never recycled. And for a limited time, they are offering a seven-day free trial period with every plan. So visit dupeloops.com, that's D-U-P-E-L-O-O-P-S dot com, and start your free trial today to receive 10 new multi-track drum loops per week, every week. On this episode of The Music Stuff Show, we discuss how to defeat the biggest enemy to your success, yourself. We talk about overcoming your own fear, refusing to believe the dissenters, and, as always, the importance of hitting publish. Please enjoy this episode of The Music Stuff Show, overcoming your own excuses. Welcome to The Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career doing what you love. I'm Tom, and Vance is here, too. What'd it do? Guten tag. Guten tag! Oh, man! (laughs) That's a new left fielder. You start saying hello in every language on the planet, and you'll probably get me every
1: time. that was totally my plan. Now I'm going to have to switch it up again.
0: (laughs) Called you out.
1: Man, I didn't even, like, start Obscure. Yeah. That was obvious. Ah, The music stuff show, guys. Tom Dupree 3 always pushing me to come up with weirder and weirder random things.
0: Yep. The, the the first 10 seconds of the show are arguably the most important. It sets the
1: standard for everything that follows. It is. It's all downhill from here. Yep. Uh, I didn't look up a fact for today. Oh, no. So I'm going to bring one off the top. Okay. I also want to preface that I've never fact-checked this, so I don't know if it's true, but okay. my wife told me. and She's a smart lady, so I'm going to assume it's the real deal. Yep, I think that's the right play. Did you know that bananas are always edible? What? Albeit they can get gross, obviously. (laughs) But But they
0: won't like make you sick even if they're gross?
1: Apparently. Like, even if they get super brown all over and all that stuff, Hmm. to where if you ever get trapped on an island, you should always eat the bananas last. That's what I was
0: going to say. Now, at least I know that now, if I ever get stranded somewhere that has bananas, I'll always have something to eat.
1: Yeah. Eat the other fruits and vegetation you can find first. Yeah. And then save the bananas. I'll
0: tell you what, though, if that's not right and I'm ever in that position and I die, when Chelsea gets up to heaven, with me, I'm going to be super pissed and we're going to have words.
1: Sounds like a great opportunity to note that the Music Stuff Show does not constitute his legal advice. Yeah. We're not true. doctors. We take no liability in choices you make in yeah. your life in regards to eating bananas and yeah. how old they may be.
0: If you eat a bad banana, it's on you.
1: But it made sense to me because, like, if you ever talk to old ladies that yeah. make banana bread or, like, banana pudding or yeah. banana pie, they they always want the ones that are browning because they get sweeter as... Interesting. So I never knew it was a permanent thing until they go back to dust. But hmm. I'm going to trust my wife because she's a smart lady. I mean, I guess it, in theory it makes sense because it's got the protective shell. Are you uh? Do you do the traditional American opening of the banana, or do you subscribe to the gorilla standard? I subscribe to the gorilla standard. When do I remember, you really? When I remember, huh? Day in day
0: out, I'm probably gonna peel it like a average American. Yeah, but when I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty genius. Mm. So, whenever you do the um, the fun fact. I think to myself the line from Jerry Maguire when the kid goes, do you know my neighbor has three rabbits? <laughs> That's the fun fact for the day. Oh. It's like, well, I can't top that one. Man,
1: I'm just trying to do my part to live, leave a little it. piece of knowledge. I love it. All right.
0: What are we talking about today? So, music related, today we're going to discuss overcoming your own excuses.
1: Overcoming your own excuses, what does that mean Tom I don't make excuses
0: <laughs> That's an excuse uh, <laughs> it means that if you if you haven't achieved what you want to achieve in your career in your business in your life really uh, odds are you're probably crafting a narrative in your own mind as to why that is rather than putting forth the effort to change the fact that you haven't achieved those goals yet. So it's like, you know, I just, I'm not old enough or I, I haven't had enough time or I have a full-time job and I don't have the time off work and, or I got bills to pay or yada, 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 whatever have you. Um, we Um I mean, we all do it. We have, we make up excuses as to why we don't have the things that we want. So specific to music And specific to making a career out of music, you probably have heard yourself say things like, uh, "Well, I just don't get paid enough to to do it full time, or I don't. um, I'm not ready to release it yet. The song's just not finished. It still needs work, or we don't have a big enough fan base." Or whatever. I mean, the list goes on and on for sure. But uh, I think that the important thing to note off the top is all of these excuses, in, in my opinion, are a way to mask the fact that we need to put in additional effort or make some hard decisions. They're, they're uh, diversions away from making uh, maybe some tougher choices or maybe putting in a little extra effort. Uh, I mean i i still I still do that, and I probably will continue to for the rest of my life because it's just kind of the human condition is just like a lot of the time the easy reaction is to say, I can't because x or I don't have x because y, and no, like nothing's free, nothing's just gonna come to you. you have to put in the effort and an excuse is a way to delay putting in that effort so rather than saying... yeah, but you can say you're right. And like, if somebody says you need to release that song instead of saying, yeah, but it's not mixed. You can say you're right. And I'm going to release it on Friday.
1: That's true. Right. It's absolutely true. I think, uh, this is a vast generalization, but, most people, especially in the creative community, fall into one of two categories in the sense of there are people that see an obstacle as a hurdle to jump over, and then there's the side that sees an obstacle as a wall to talk about. And to this is going to be a really silly example, but it was the first thing that came to my mind. Um I feel like I've had conversations with people and I could be like, Tom, I want to get lunch. My goal is to get lunch. And Tom could be like, well, cool, man. There's a burrito spot down the street. Mm -hmm. And then my response would be, oh, but I forgot my wallet. And Tom could be like, Oh, that's cool, bro. I got you. Why don't you just Venmo me later? It'll be cool. And then my response would be, Yeah, but I, I think they sold out of the shrimp burrito earlier. <laughs> and then Tom could be like, Hey man, well what about chicken? And I could be like, Well, their sauce is not as good as this place <laughs> ten miles down <laughs> the street. And it's unfortunate when you meet people in music that when that's the mentality and what that is a silly example, that is what we hope to help people overcome. And that's kind of the point of today's message in the sense of that shouldn't be who you are. It shouldn't it should not be your goal to be that person in music to where you don't want to sit there and be like, oh, we want to make a record. Oh, we don't have money to make a record. Cool. Well, we got like a laptop. Yeah, but I don't have X, Y, Z plugins. Right. Like, oh, that's, that's the
0: major rabbit hole right there.
1: Yeah, but your buddy has that. Like, you could probably swing over there when you're doing vocals to get what you need, and you know he could bounce it out for you. Yeah, but like he only is free on Thursday nights, and <laughs> it's it, it like I
0: think this the excuse, the excuse part of the brain comes from the same place that the perfectionist part comes from. I think they're two. They're kind of birds of the same feather, in that uh, we we've, we've talked about that on a previous episode about the the pitfalls of trying to be perfect, trying to make sure everything's perfect before we release it. And I guess this is a similar argument. It's just that if, if you're if you're making excuses for why you're not doing something, that comes from the same place, which is fear. Which mm-hmm. is I'm afraid that people aren't going to like it or that people are going to judge me or that I'm going to fail or, or whatever. And I think that fear is a valid thing, but it should not be a controlling factor in your decision-making fear. Everybody experiences fear. You're not going to get away from fear. That's why they have the word called courage is acting in face of fear. So regardless of what you're fearing, don't make excuses to justify that fear. Recognize the fear for what it is recognize that it is fear that's driving those excuses and then choose no matter how hard it may be you have to choose to act in spite of that fear so hit hit publish make make the song and then set up set a date uh, the first remix I did of 2018 uh, Vance and I were talking about it at the end of 2017, and. I was like, man, I think I want to start maybe doing a remix every once in a while. And Vance is like, cool, when are you going to release your first one? And I was like, man, I don't know. He goes, no, tell me a date. It's like, ah, January. January what? <laughs> so I was like, January 26th. And he's like, cool, I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> so I was like, crap, man, I actually have to do this now. And he would keep
1: poking me. Hey, man, I look forward to that remix next Friday. Looking forward to it. It literally was on my calendar. <laughs> and i got like weekly uh pop-ups. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> yep. I'd see every time. So,
0: it if you set if you set deadlines and you set goals and stuff, then you have actionable points to get to. I, and i think i think in the maybe it was the goals episode, uh go back and check that out. We we talked about using us as accountability partners for your work. If that's an
1: ongoing offer.
0: Yeah, that, that continues. Hit us up uh on probably Twitter or Facebook is the best place to have these conversations. Um could do Instagram in the comments section if you want, but probably Twitter or Facebook is the best place to go. And hit us up at either at Vance Fight F I T E or at Tom Dupree the Third. That's Tom Dupree I I I, or at Music Stuff Show on anything and let us know what you want to do. Let us know when you want to do it by and we will help to hold you accountable to that and pester you on a regular basis until we see that it's come out. We will. Yeah. I'm relentless. Vance is relentless. <laughs> I can attest to that. He's he's gonna be much harder on you. If you want if you want the like nicer version of it, <laughs> it's true. To me, but if but if you want real feet to the fire accountability <laughs> Vance fight is your man. I'm working on it. But Vance is definitely leaps and bounds ahead of me.
1: Tom is the mom in this situation. Yeah, probably
0: in the mom in this situation. <laughs> He'll give you the like
1: supportive encouragement and yeah. like the... You can do it, honey. If you need that, ask Tom. Yeah. But if you wanted to publish without question, <laughs> hit up dad. Go to dad. <laughs> um, I will say touching on fear. Because yeah. I, I do think, unfortunately, fear is a a grand factor in most people's life. Uh, Not even really overcoming fear is super important and facing that head on, and I do agree with that. But I also think um, redirecting your fear Mm -hmm. in the sense of you should be way more fearful of your deathbed than you should of what somebody thinks about a song you put out. And what I mean yeah. by that is I am infinitely more terrified of being in the last moments of my life, looking back and saying, man, it really wasn't anybody else's fault. I really should have just done it in mm-hmm. spite of what those people thought is way more terrifying to me yeah, than some people might make some nasty comments on Twitter. Yeah. Like whatever that thing is, you know, and and I get it. This is not to belittle fear, uh, but it it is definitely the kind of thing that's put on yourself. And I, I think we all obviously live in first person. Mm-hmm. But even if you think about the fact that anytime you go somewhere, like you go to a party, everybody's always thinking, "Oh, these people are thinking something about me." But the real reality is, everybody at that party is also thinking these other people are thinking <laughs> yeah. something about me. Yeah, and so we put this stuff on ourselves. And we never actually give people the opportunity to be stoked about what we do and support that and be hyped on you trying something new. And, you know, there's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people that are just negative and you don't need those people in your life. But I think you'd be surprised that the people that truly love you, that are truly your friends, that really care about you, are the kinds of folks that if you give them the opportunity and then you put something out there they're going to gravitate and be excited for you because they want to see you succeed because they care about you yeah
0: yeah and if somebody wants to see you fail then in a word screw them
1: <laughs> that was a nicer word than i was going to yeah. use
0: try to keep it a little bit uh, suitable for work here but <laughs> you all know the word we're talking about um yeah i think that uh, if 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 i mean don't let the fear fuel the excuse um, and I want to speak to maybe some specific excuses too rather than just this sort of blanket statement of like don't be afraid and you know don't make excuses uh, the first one is when you're when you're putting out content hit hitting publish is the most important step in that process it's the one that faces fear down and it's the one that will, create the boat the most benefit for your career like you can you can spend all the time in the world perfecting a song and working on a track or finishing your website or whatever it is making sure you have the right header on your facebook page and all that but the fact of the matter is the sooner you hit publish the better like don't Don't try to chase perfection and don't try to create excuses of I will do this when X. Set a deadline. Seriously, set a deadline. If you can, if you take anything away from this episode, if you can take this one thing, and that is rather than saying I will do X when this is done, change that thinking to X will be done on this date. No matter what what state it's in. Change that thinking. Like, I don't have to get to a certain point with this song or with this project to release it. I have to release it on this day. And then, strangely enough, you will find yourself getting to the point that it's ready for release by that day. But make sure you set that deadline.
1: I totally agree. Um, It's really easy when there's a, a boundless time to uh, get hung up on stuff that doesn't matter in the process of creating whatever it is that you are creating. Whereas if there is a deadline that objectively feels bigger than yourself, you don't give yourself the freedom to get hung up on the smallest things which shouldn't have mattered in the first place. Right. Uh, And creating in general, like... It's part of your story. Uh, there's an emotional aspect to it. And, and I don't want to say that that doesn't exist. It is true. But by being in fear of hitting publish, you give this insane amount of power to a song or an album or whatever project that you're working on putting out that you are essentially saying, uh, this record or this song has more power than me and I can't beat it. You know, because it, I'm just never going to be good enough to make this what it should be, mm-hmm. as opposed to taking the power away from that and being like, no, I create. Like I tell stories through music, or whatever capacity that is for you. And when you take that away and you face it head on, it's always hard as the first time. And I bet we could ask a hundred people, and ninety nine of them would agree. I'm not, not that it's perfect the second time, but if you've never hit publish on a song that you've done, it's the most terrifying. Yeah. The second time you do it, you might still be a little bit nervous if it's new for you. But when you do that, it gets a little bit easier. Then you hit publish on that third song. Like it gradually gets much easier. It's the same way of playing live music. If you've never played live shows, there is no amount of practice. There is no amount of perfection in your playing that will prepare you for the first time you walk on stage. And there is no way to overcome that than Mm -hmm. to stand on stage and play a show. Yep. And it's terrifying, but so exciting once you actually do it and exhilarating. And it's probably going to be a life changing moment for you if you're listening and you've never done that yet. But you play one show and yeah, it's not going to be perfect because it's a different beast than you ever could imagine, but it feels great and it's so worth it. And the fulfillment and the excitement of, how great it is to play live music, far superior to the fear of getting on stage and you might mess up. So Mm -hmm. then you play another show and then you play another show and you constantly get a little bit better. But once you finally hit publish and you experience that, then you're like, oh, the fulfillment of this, the excitement of this, the handful of people that are super stoked on it are way bigger and way better than the fear of people that are going to hate on it. Yep. And, but you can't overcome it without just doing it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's almost like, uh, if there's a, a curtain in a doorway and somebody tells you there's this really cool party on the other side, but you don't know for sure. Mm. It's like, oh man, I'm afraid. What if it's not a party? What if it sucks over there? Mm Mm-hmm. But then you step through and it is a party, and you go, "Oh man!" And then there's another curtain on the other end of the room. It's like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, I'll step through that too. It's probably a party too. Yep, probably the rest of the party. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's that first initial step that's the hardest one because it's just it's the unknown. It's fear of the unknown, uh, and it's it's I think one of the biggest places it happens is releasing content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's just that like Vance was talking about doing a show. I think that's another great place that it happens is, are we ready to play a show? Uh, You know, this isn't quite right. This isn't quite right. The only way your show is going to get to next level status is by doing it a lot in front of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't like, you can't, the first show of the tour is usually not amazing. uh, If you're a touring band, it usually takes a few shows to get it dialed in because the dynamic is so much different when you're on the stage in front of people than it is when you're in
1: a rehearsal space. And also to interject, this is the same for big bands. Oh, yeah. That this is not some indie thing. I have seen iconic A-level artists on the beginning of their tours, on dates that they started, and seen them on the last week of their tour. Mm Mm-hmm. It is night and day. Even with the amount of rehearsal and practice and teams of people that go into it, there is no thing like actually having to press go in front of people. Yep. And, you know, while their things might be a little different and at their level probably are less on fear and are more on logistics, it doesn't change. Like there is no scale at which show one or publishing number one is going to be completely perfect. Yep. No matter how big you are.
0: Nope. Uh, It's, I mean, it's not even to go even broader. It's not even music specific. It's product, any product launch. Mm. I mean, (laughs) how many versions of iOS have we gone through now? And every single version of the first one has bugs. Every one.
1: Facebook puts out an update every week.
0: Right. There are
1: always things to fix. It's always gonna be the case. Even like actually and it makes sense. I they're a little bit more subtle about this, but I was talking to a author friend the other day, and they were like, you'd be amazed at how many errors are in first editions of books. And <laughs> yeah, every single printing of a book, uh, like huge books, mm-hmm. every run that they do, there's new edits from things that people find. Yep. And it's kind of this never-ending process, even in something that is supposedly supposed to be perfect when yeah. it comes out.
0: I, I mean, I've I have read plenty of first editions where I've like I'll have to scan a sentence two or three times. Like, is that really in there? Mm-hmm. That's what? Like mixing that and then, or just there'll be no period and a you know start of a new sentence. Or just weird stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't make the story any worse for me it's just like oh interesting that's a little easter egg oh people are human
1: right <laughs>
0: <laughs> same same goes for if you put out your record and there's like this one part in the second chorus where this guitar line sticks out it's like oh god it's so much louder than everything else it's like well who cares yeah who really cares you you might get judged by some people who are audiophiles but again who cares is the song good Oh, the performance is good. Are you proud of it? Then you should have hit publish. You did the right thing.
1: And also, again, a generalization. There's obviously some exceptions to this. But I would say at least 80% of the time, people that hate the hardest are not actually doing anything.
0: No, they're the ones who have the most fear.
1: The people that sit there and judge and hate And look for every single minute detail that can be wrong in something. It is a rare occurrence that that person is out there destroying life. Mm -hmm. That, like, because people that do amazing things, number one, want to see people succeed. Yeah. Like, they're optimistic people because they worked hard, they had to get to where they are, and there's no room for negativity. Yep. And, I like to remind myself of that, mm-hmm. where the people that have the time to sit there and break down other people's work, the only way you have time to do that is if you're not doing anything yourself.
0: Yeah, a, a human has a finite amount of um, attention span. So if somebody is, there's only when there is an absence of input Do you ha- does a person have the mental faculties and energy to devote to tearing someone else down. That's just evidence of someone who's not busy enough working hard at their own thing. If you, if a person is working hard at making things, creating content, at putting music out, at putting together a show, at creating a brand, quite frankly, they don't have time to be focused on the minor deficiencies in what you're doing. They're going to listen to your song, the three and a half minutes it takes or whatever, and they're going to find the things that they like about it and they're going to be able to point those out and they might throw you a comment of a, hey, that's awesome, love it. And then they're going to move on. But they're not going to sit there. They don't have time to sit there and pick it apart and, and think up things that are negative about it. They just don't have time.
1: Yeah, and I would also say that their criticisms are most often constructive. Yeah. In the sense of things that they wish someone had told them. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, man. And again, there's a couple exceptions of people that just suck, but... Sure. For the most part, you don't need those people in your life. No. People... And I can't remember. We may... I don't remember if we've talked about this on the show or if we have just talked about this in life together, so I might be repeating myself. Yeah. People, especially on the internet, man, the internet's a great tool, but people forget that human beings are on the other side of the internet. Yeah. And I was reading this article. I'll try and find it and post it in the show notes or something. Uh, With, what was that girl's name? Rebecca Black. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we've talked about this on the show. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'll post it again. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's still relevant, man. And I I think, like, if you objectively take a step back and look at her situation, a 13-year-old girl... (laughs) at the time Mm -hmm. that just wanted to have fun making music and her parents helped facilitate a video Mm -hmm. that was supposed to just be a fun thing for a middle school girl. Yeah. Got assaulted by the world (laughs) because of some expectation placed on a child. Yeah. And whatever she's doing now uh, and kind of like speaking out against stuff like that and, Good for her that she's kind of turned it around in the long run. But she said that one of the biggest comments that now on the other side of this that she received and has gotten apologies from people is the fact that they were like, you know, when I was writing this stuff, I never actually thought about the fact that there was a person on the other side. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, people often use that as a way to vent their frustrations. Yeah. And <clears throat> the idea of an artist or something that they represent usually stands larger for them than the fact that, oh, there's a real life human being that might read this. And you're talking about their life that they <clears throat> live day to day. Um, If I could interject what yeah. I
0: think is probably a truth bomb real quick. In my opinion, I think it's a fact, but I'll say my opinion if someone writes a negative comment that's not constructive, it's just straight up negative uh, about anything you do, uh, anything you post on the internet, that says more about that person and what's going on in their life than it does about you. It probably has very little, if anything to do with you more often than not that has everything to do with with what is going on with that person and has nothing to do with you. So really all anybody does, if you're somebody who's a dick on the internet and you're writing negative comments, all you're doing is making yourself look like a weak person and somebody who has a lot of things going on wrong in their own life. You're not fooling anybody into thinking that you have a valid opinion about anything. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid of those people. So if that's if that's an excuse you're using, Yeah, but what if people don't like it? Well, screw them. It's a stepping stone to get to the next thing, the next piece of content, the next show. It's every one of them, like Vance said earlier, can either be a wall to talk about or a hurdle to get over. So make it a hurdle to get over and make it an opportunity to grow each and every time. That's the effort here is to continue to grow and to get better so that you can continue to build a career doing what you love. And the only way you can do that is by producing and creating content in the form of music or social media content or making or a live show or what have you.
1: I agree. Uh, So with our time left today, I'm going to pivot for a second if that's cool. Yeah, hit me with it. We, uh, We obviously hit fear head on, which I do think is probably the number one for most people. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of other people out there listening, what would you say are some of the top excuses, hurdles that people allow to become walls? And how can we circumvent that? Sure.
0: Uh, I think, uh, let's see, just rattling off the top of my head. My, my parents, my spouse, uh, my friends, whatever, don't either won't approve of this career path, or won't like what I do. I think that's one. I think um, it's not a worthy pursuit. Is the second one, uh, making music isn't like being a doctor or or a mechanic that people need on a daily basis. I think that's another excuse uh i'm not good enough i think that's an excuse i think that one's based more in fear um so to, just to speak to those three real quick and i'm sure you have some other examples mm-hmm. Vance uh one my parents my spouse my friends uh won't support it or won't like it if those people love you they will support doing you doing a what you feel you are meant to do living in your purpose and working in your purpose. And even if they don't like the content you create necessarily, like if you, if you make uh, hip hop and they're all metal heads, <laughs> whatever uh, they will like, if they love you, they will love that you are working on what you love. That transcends uh, genre in my opinion. I would much rather see my wife or my child do something that makes them happy that they do really well and enjoy, even if it's not something that I would necessarily pick for them.
1: Um, Can I touch on that one real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So that when I circle back, I won't do the same ones. (laughs) Uh, In terms of family, people have family drama and that happens. It's a very real thing. I don't want to belittle that. But overarchingly, your family does and or wants to love you. And I would say that the biggest hurdles that I've seen in people's families when they bring up music and careers around that uh, revolve around a family's expectation of what they've thought. Mm -hmm. And the reason that a family's love can be so deep is because they're the only people that have been there since day one, quite literally since you were born. Um, But this whole time, they've seen things that they see in you. And sometimes that aligns with what's going on inside your soul. But sometimes there's a piece of you that you don't figure out till later. uh, You know, if that's music or it's counter to what they're used to in their world. I do think a big factor is time. And in the sense of... Mm-hmm. it's possible to have pushback um, because if you come from a family of doctors and you say you want to be in a band, that's very counterintuitive to how they've mm-hmm. lived their life and the environments they surround themselves in. Yeah. And day one, I don't think they're going to magically say, oh, we get it and we're cool with this. However, because they love you, if you give it the time to let them see the transformation in your life, Because the people that know you best can see the difference in your life when you are doing something that's truly fulfilling uh, and pushing towards that. And if they can see, oh, you were miserable six months ago when you were working this job just because you were supposed to, and even though they don't understand it and might not buy into it, if they can see nothing but light and excitement and joy and all of these things emanating out of you because you're deciding to go towards something that you're truly passionate about, mm-hmm. they might not ever get it. Like, that is a reality if it's not their world and it's not something that they spend time in. But they do know and love you. And over time, they can support that because yeah. they want to see that fulfillment. Yep. Uh, in terms of friends, nobody's got time for bad friends. And I don't yeah. care how long you've been homies. Like... You're a product of the five people you spend the most time around. Amen to that. and That's the truth. I mean, we could list like 18 people to talk about that. Tim yeah. Ferriss is a big one, but yeah. even before him. Um, but yeah, and it's one thing if they're friends that are giving constructive criticism of like, hey, man, I think it's cool you want to do this. Uh, I don't think you're like famous level ready yet because of X, Y, or Z from a consumer standpoint is one thing. But if they're just like, oh, man, you're an idiot you're never going to be successful. Why don't you come do this? Oh, why'd you want to start being that man? You've never been that guy. You don't have time for those people. And like, it's tough to rip the bandaid off. Absolutely, man. You, you
0: can make new friends.
1: (laughs) Sorry, carry on. Yeah.
0: Uh, so the second one I mentioned was, uh, it's not a worthy pursuit. It's not a worthwhile career. And you touched on that a little bit talking about, you know, being from a family of doctors or whatever, but uh, I think, um, In episode 000 of this show, uh, I said this, and I'm going to reiterate it now. Music is important. Music is a real job. We need music. Music is, uh, I believe, necessary to our uh, happiness and fulfillment as a species. Music is a requirement for us. So don't ever think that... It is not a worthwhile pursuit. We need people making music and we need a bunch of different people making music. If you have a voice and you, and you think that you are, are led to do this and you feel like this is your path, then, then the world needs you to do it because it's important to other people. Uh, ju- and just as, I'm not going to compare apples to oranges and say that one is more important than the other, but music is important to us just as medicine is important to us. Just as sleep is important to us, just as having a roof over our head is important to us. We, we need it. It's not uh, an, an additive that we uh, want. And if we get it good deal, it's a necessity to life. So, Creating music is a necessity to life. So I can tell you that do not believe the your inner monologue if it says that being a musician is not a worthwhile career choice because that's just not true. It is a worthwhile career choice. Uh, and then the third one, uh, what was the third one that I said? What did you say? I said uh, family. Uh, not being worthwhile, I'm not good enough. That's what mm-hmm. it was. Uh, you you don't think you're good enough to do it? Well, uh, you may not be now, but the only way to be good enough is to keep doing it. You're not going to make 10 free throws in a row the first time you pick up a basketball. Not going to happen. I mean, it might, but
1: statistically, it's very unlikely. Yeah, and it's funny. And again, the whole point of this show is changing people's perspectives on the music industry. But if you went into the first day of a nine to five job, you would still go to that job every day, even if you're not going to be perfect day one. You're not going to know their systems, you know, how they work cohesively as a team. All these things are new. Whatever forms you've got to fill out, even if you're capable of doing that, you're not going to be fast on that on day one. Right. Yet you're going to show up because you believe there's value in that, whether that is a particular career ladder that you see the possibility to climb up based on a job that you join, Mm -hmm. whether that's financially because of things that you want or to fund something else or your music career or anything. There's still a reason that you show up every day, even if you don't have all the answers. Right. And you have to treat music the same way if you want that to be your job. Yeah.
0: This career path is a is a journey. It's not a destination. <laughs> it's 100%. Not, it's not a... Th- that's why... that That statement is why we push so hard against the, I'm going to be a musician and I'm going to get signed. Because getting signed is treating it... Making your effort only to get a record deal is treating it like it's a destination. Like, oh, if I get a record deal, then everything will be fine. I can tell you from personal experience, that's not true. That's uh, <laughs> just not. Uh, so treat it like a journey. Treat it like a journey of, uh, at the risk of sounding like a, a motivational speaking podcast, treat it like a journey of self-discovery, of improving your talent, of improving your creative processes, and uncovering the art that you and you alone can make. Not it, Not even making the art uncovering what you're capable of treat it that way. And that's if you make your focus getting better each day and making content that other people can hear, then that's how you build a career and that's how you overcome your excuses too. I
1: agree. Yeah. Um, I would like to add, I think I had 2 I'm going to see if I remember them. uh, The first one that I hear way too much is money. Yeah. I don't have money. And I'm going to break that down in a second. Uh, And the second one I would say is saying I can't do that or I don't know how to do that. Um, But first, money. Money is a terrible, terrible excuse. You don't need money. And before people like start Twitter hating me. <laughs> the comment yes, section
0: just on fire.
1: <laughs> I realize things cost money, but I think a very powerful perspective shift that could help you is stop thinking in terms of I need money because the problem is I talk to people and they say, I need money and I say, cool, what do you need money for? And they can't answer that question. Right. And so I would implore you if money is your excuse or wall what do you need money for right is in whatever that is even if you don't agree with us on you know being 100% DIY and all that jazz if you say that you need money for a studio or for a rehearsal space or a piece of gear which the gear episode is still coming um whatever that thing is Start to break that apart because the concept of money is daunting. If all you need is money and if there's not a set number for a specific purpose, you can't actually attain that. Right. Whereas if you say, we need $1,000 to go record this song. Mm -hmm. Cool. If you've got four people in your band, four people have to make $250. Right. Which, you know, is typically, uh, you know i'm not saying that's a little bit of money but that's not a daunting amount of money it's, yeah especially if you collectively carry that burden and everybody picks up a couple extra shifts over the next couple weeks you can put a little bit of money aside and all of a sudden a month from now two months from now sweet we all put that money aside and we can afford to go do this that's right and all of a sudden now that's not daunting mm-hmm. but just saying, oh, I can't because I don't have money, is a cop-out. So break down things. If money is your excuse, break down what you think you need money for. Or even better, if it's something that's a service that you might know other people that do, if you say like, oh, we need designs for our album art or for like photos or whatever, And you know somebody that does that, I don't think you should take advantage of people. Mm -hmm. But I do believe the bartering system is real. And if you collectively and your band have skill sets that, you know, your basis designs websites on the side or whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe that photographer needs a new website or needs something revamped on there. And it's like, hey, cool. Can we do a shoot for a day? He'll revamp your website. Everybody got stuff that they needed. And everybody comes out on top as a win. Yep. Uh, especially in the creative world when you're trying to get uh, things started at the beginning.
0: Yep. That's right. I think, I think that point uh, is the exact same mindset of setting goals, mm-hmm. just financially. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing the open ended, I'll release this song when it's ready versus I'm going to release this song on the 15th. That's the same comparison as saying uh, we need a thousand dollars for what, we don't know, versus we want to record a three-song EP and it's going to cost a $1,000, so that's the exact money we need. Mm -hmm. You can't just say we need money, but we don't know what for. Mm -hmm. It's much better to put together a budget with an exact figure to know exactly what you need and what it's going to be for, and then save and work for that. And I think... I, I just want to reiterate how great a point that is of not necessarily being bound by a dollar amount. I think that if you have skills that are tradable, mm-hmm. web design, uh, I mean, if you if you and another member of your band can do drywall, do that, whatever. But Seriously, tra- yeah, trading your time. If you don't have the money, then you can trade your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't be afraid to get creative with how you can fund the things you need money for. Once you have set the goal of a specific dollar amount that you need it for or a specific task that needs to be completed, recording, printing t-shirts, repairs on the van, whatever it is. Once you know exactly how much you need and what you need it for, then you can start to kind of figure out, all right, well, we can't raise $1,000, but we can raise $500 Mm -hmm. and we can give $500 worth of time in
1: return Mm -hmm. for the other $500 totally agree yeah um and the other one uh what did i say um not knowing how to do stuff uh, uh,
0: yeah that's not an excuse it's a terrible <laughs> one man bad i excuse.
1: and i'm really not even going to justify this further than i have more obscure random skills Out of necessity from being in bands over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, at times when we didn't have the budget to pay somebody. And I can confidently say I would never go try and apply for a job in those fields because I've never dedicated that much time. But it's very uh, I don't even necessarily want to say easy, it's very attainable to learn enough of a skill to serve your purpose Mm -hmm. if budget is the problem. Yeah. Um, You know, especially in the common things that surround people that are artists, bands, rappers, DJs. You know, you might not be a web developer. I am not a web developer to save my soul. But I have gone down enough YouTube rabbit holes to solve a problem on a website that I wouldn't go sell my services to a company looking for a new website but for my own personal uh projects that i've been a part of can get the job done so that you can get on to important things uh all across the board so don't be scared of google and youtube mm-hmm. that just see what you can learn you might surprise yourself in some skills that you can probably pick up
0: yeah I also would argue that you don't need to necessarily fake knowing stuff either. Mm. If you don't know how to do something, you can say, I don't know how to do that, but I'll figure it out. For sure. Uh, That's, uh, that's a perfectly reasonable reply. If someone asks you to do something, I've done that countless times. Mm -hmm. Can you do X for me? I really don't know how to do that, but I can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So hop in and, and learn how to do it. I mean, if you don't, if your dream is to make a record on your own, but you can only sing, you better start watching some videos and learn how to play some four chords on guitar and keep a beat or at least program one. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, then you can put a record together. It's just spending the time learning how to do those things. So don't, that's an easy, easy obstacle to overcome. Not knowing how to do something is a very, very low barrier, in my opinion. Yes. Because the information's out there. You For just have sure. to commit the time to gaining it. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other specific uh, excuses you can think of? I'm sure we'll get a load of them in the comments section. I hope we do. I, we would, I would love to do a a part two, maybe a rapid fire, mm. you know, 10, 10 excuses that people can come up with or that they've told themselves or that they've heard. And what, what is our response to that? I think that'd be a lot of fun.
1: It would be fun. I'd be super into that. Yeah. Post them in the comments. Yeah. Tweet at us. Cool. All right, guys. I guess that's it for this week. That is. Yeah. We'll see you next Thursday. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening to the show today. As always, you can find show notes and links from our episode on our website at themusicstuffshow.com. Also, please, please, please uh, connect with us. If there's ever any questions, any ways that we can help, you can find us all over social media at Music Stuff Show. You can also find myself and Tom personally all over the interwebs. I am at V A N C E F I T E, and Tom is at T O M D U P R E E I I I. Uh, all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want to connect. Uh, The show is here for you, so any way that we can make your life a little bit better and get you closer to your dreams of your career in the music industry, we want to be a part of. We'll see you guys next Thursday.